Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast for Gardenmore Presbyterian Church. Keep up to date on our website, gardenmorechurch.org, or search for us on Facebook. Uh, turn to, to Philippians chapter 4, uh, looking at verse 10 to, to 23. Really, our, our focus, as I'm sure you can tell, is, is on verses 10 to 13. And so we are considering today how can we be content when life is hard okay how can we be content when life is hard because as i've even started to prepare for this sermon this week we've realized that this is something that we're really facing at the minute isn't it it's become even more apparent that we we need to ask the question how can we be content when life is hard because these restrictions uh, for covid impact on our life so greatly as i just prayed the impact on people's health people's family life people's loneliness it impacts on people's business and so we read what paul writes in these verses and we say how is it possible how is it possible for us to be content when life is like this? And that might have been the question that the Philippians were asking, because we've seen over our previous weeks that the Philippians were facing disunity, they were facing persecution, they were facing uh, false teachers trying to infiltrate their church, as well as all the, the different normal human things that they would have had to deal with. And so they might have been left asking, as this was read out to them, Paul, how can we be content? How can we be content when our life is like this? But, you know, the great thing is that Paul isn't writing this from a position of uh, satisfaction, a position of having a perfect life. Because Paul has had troubles. Paul is writing this from prison. We have seen throughout Scripture how he has faced punishment, how he has faced beatings, how he has been persecuted, how he has been thrown out of towns, how he uh, has been shipwrecked, bitten by a snake, writing this from prison and having to raise his own funds so as to pay rent. Paul is not writing this from a position of perfection. This is why he can write in uh, verse 11, I have learned. That's why you can write in verse 12, I know, because he has experienced these things, the highs and the lows of life. He says he knows what it is to be in need. He knows what it is to have plenty. He knows what it is uh, to be well-fed. He knows what it is to be hungry. He knows whether to live in plenty or in want. We see that in verse 12. And folks, I don't know about you, but that reassures me and encourages me so much. It helps me that he knows. Because the beauty of Scripture, the beauty of God's Word, is that it doesn't meet us in a place of perfection. It recognizes that life is hard. And through the Holy Spirit, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we are taught these things through and by people who had difficulties in life, like the Apostle Paul. And yet here he is able to say, I am content. 
I am content. Whether in shipwreck, whether staying uh, at the house of, of the rich woman, Lydia, I am content. And so how does, he, how does he say that? How can he say that? Well, firstly, we see what isn't the source of his contentment. The source of his contentment isn't what he has. See, I think the trouble is sometimes when we talk about this contentment, we have a, what I call an if-only contentment. You know what I mean? We'll be content if only. If only I had a bigger house. If only I had a newer car. If only I had this wage. If only I could get that job, then I'd be content. If only there was a vaccine to come along right now and, and save us from all this hassle, then I'd be content. You see what I mean? If only contentment. So what we do is we, we, we crave after that next thing. And then what happens whenever we maybe do get that job, we do get that house, we do get that car, what happens? We want what? More. We want the next thing. And so eventually that contentment that we thought we would have, that contentment that we thought would come, never comes. And so Paul is saying that his contentment doesn't come in what he has. Because you see, Paul is uh, thanking the, the Philippians for a gift that they've sent to them. We don't know what that gift consisted of. We don't know um, whether it was money. We don't know whether it was possessions. But that isn't really uh, that important. But Paul receives that gift. And what we begin to see in these verses, right down from verse 10 to verse 23, is this little awkward back and forth for Paul between being relatively thankful, and I say relatively thankful because you'll notice at no point does he explicitly say thanks for the gift. So being relatively thankful to saying he didn't need it. To being what it looks a little bit rude, doesn't it? Look, look at the verses if you ha have a Bible there. Uh, in verse 10, he talks about rejoicing greatly in the Lord. And then in verse 11, he says, I'm not saying this because I'm in need. So in other words, thanks for the gift. Thank you. Thanks for the gift. Thank you. <laughs> right, let's start again. I'm not, I'm not even going to find that. Um, thanks, for, thanks for the gift but I didn't need it. And then in verse uh, 13, sorry, yes, verse 13, 14, yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. And then in verse uh, 18, nope, sorry, verse 17, not that I'm looking for a gift. So good, you got me the gift, but I didn't want it. Now, can you imagine, can you imagine if, at Christmas time in a few weeks, someone said to you, oh, thanks so much for your present. Not that I needed it. Not that I wanted it. You'd be wanting to beat them over the head with a cracker, wouldn't you? But Paul isn't trying to be rude. He isn't trying to be ungrateful. He's illustrating how his contentment that he has come to learn doesn't depend on his circumstances. That's what we see in verse 12. It opens it up for us. He says, I know what it is to be in need. 
I know what it is to have plenty. I know what it's like to be well-fed or hungry or to live in plenty or to live in want. He, he knows how to live whenever churches have, have given money to him. He knows what it is like whenever churches haven't given money to him. But regardless, one way or the other, in all and every situation, Paul can say, I have learned to be content. When life is comfortable, and when it's anything but. Folks, how can we be content when life is hard? Not by what we have. That's how we usually measure contentment, isn't it? It's contingent on what we have or what we don't have. But it's not by what we have. It's not by depending on our circumstances. It's not by multiplying our treasures and our wealth. I wonder this morning, are we able to say the same as the Apostle Paul? That no matter what we may face in the week ahead or in the months to come, we can be content. Whether we're in need in some way or whether we live in abundance, whether we have little whether we have plenty, whether the restrictions loosen or whether they get tighter, if our health improves or if, if our health worsens, can we say, I have learned to be content? Or would we rather depend on what we have? Oh, it's so hard, isn't it? It is undeniably a massive challenge. Yet in verse 13, Paul gives us the secret to his contentment. That's what he, he calls it in these verses, a secret to his contentment in all situations. How can he be content when life is hard? Well, he says words in verse 13 that are perhaps very familiar to you. I can do everything or I can do all things through him who gives me strength. The secret as he calls it in verse 12 of Paul's contentment, is the strength of Christ. Now, these, this is a, a verse which you'll know is very popular. Many people uh, quote it in, in different scenarios and for different reasons. I think uh, for a few years on social media, it was the most used, uh, it was the most tweeted verse, certainly the most tweeted verse from the Bible. It may have even been the most tweeted sentence. Uh, in all of social media. But very often it's used almost like a, a good luck charm to psych us up for something that we're going to do, to to make th things which seem so unrealistic seem possible and realistic. And that may be how it looks if we take that verse and we pluck it and we take it out of its context, but this is not a good luck charm for us to quote when we need it. But this is the Apostle Paul saying he can be content in all these situations, in need, in abundance, in fullness, in hunger, in plenty, or in want, because God will supply him with the strength he needs to endure whatever he faces. There's the Apostle's secret to contentment. And this isn't a, a tacky tagline like the secret of success to sell a book or, or the secret of losing weight. This is Paul's experience. His secret to contentment is a sure faith that God's strength will supply him with everything that he needs to get through whatever circumstances he faces. Shipwreck, abundance, hunger, fullness. 
And so, believer, if you are asking today, how can I be content when life is hard? Or how can I, how can I be content in all situations, in all circumstances? Well, here is your answer. Whether in times of difficulty or not, God will provide us with his strength in order to endure what is before us. That's what contentment is for the Christian. It is the, the calm acceptance of our current circumstances and knowing that God will provide us with the strength to endure it. The calm acceptance of our current circumstances, whatever they may be, and having faith and knowing that God will provide us with the strength to endure it. Does that mean that you always have to be happy and have a grin in your face? Or that you cannot be upset or cry? No. That isn't what contentment is. But it's knowing and accepting that no matter what storms or what battles come your way, God will provide you with the strength you need to endure it. Folks, Scripture tells us time and time again about God's strength and how he will give it to us. Exodus 15, 2, the Lord is my strength and my defense. First Chronicles 16, 11, look to the Lord and his strength. Isaiah 40, 29, he gives strength to the weary. Psalm 29, 11, the Lord gives strength to his people. If I had the time, I could go on and on. And you know, friends, I praise God today that he does give us his strength. Because my goodness, that is the strength that we need. How constantly are we reminded that our strength is just not enough? Yes, we can do small things. We can change little bits and pieces. But aren't we always brought back to remember how lacking our strength is? Perhaps there's no bigger, better a reminder right now than the worldwide pandemic that we're facing. Something which is beyond our control. Something which is far beyond even our collective strength. And, and governments and politicians, they, they pontificate on what is the best thing to do, and yet still we see the weakness of human strength. But God says to us today, I will supply all you need. When we lose a loved one or our world is turned upside down by our own illness or the illness of a loved one, and we look at our strength and we wonder to ourselves, how am I going to cope? Well, this morning God says, I will give you the strength that you need to cope. I think this is so important for us to understand, Christians, because it is a glorious thing. It is an encouragement for us. This is the secret of our contentment in all situations. Those of you who, who are at home uh, or here today and you're followers of Christ, we're all facing different challenges and different circumstances in our lives. There will be some here and watching who will know what it is to be in need. And maybe you're worried about where the next meal is coming from. Some will be craning their necks, looking to the next payday just so they can just about make ends meet. Others have lost people that, that mean so much to them. Maybe it's recent or, or maybe it was a long time ago and it still hurts. 
There are those who will have experienced tragic, unexpected loss and you have uh, so many questions that you want to ask. There will be those who aren't even sure if they'll have a job to go to tomorrow or in the weeks that are to come. Others unsure of whether their business is going to make it through lockdown. Serious, draining, real problems that people are facing in their daily lives. And there's more. You, you, could, you could fill them in yourself. You know them. But can I offer you this hope? I, I can't tell you how things are going to work out, whether it's for the better or whether it's for the worse. But from Scripture, I can reassure you that your Lord, remember that, your Lord will supply the strength that you need to endure these things. The big, the big encouragement in, in this passage is brilliantly summed up by, by a commentator who writes this wonderful reminder and something for everyone to hold on to, regardless of the, the joys uh, or the difficulties that you're facing now. He says, No circumstances could ever arise which would be too much for Paul's God, and therefore no circumstance could ever beat Paul. No circumstances, none, could ever arise which would be too much for Paul's God, and therefore no circumstance, none, could ever beat Paul. Friends, that is your God. That is my God. That is the one who supplies us with his strength to endure. It's because of him that Paul was able to say in 2 Corinthians 4, 8-9, we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed because we can do everything through him who gives me strength if you've listened to this today and you don't follow Christ can I say that I don't envy you in the slightest because I know myself and have experienced in my life how useless my own strength is when it comes to facing these things and yet your strength is all that you have to depend on. Where is your contentment going to come from? Because it isn't going to come from what you have. Because they, they come and go. They rise and fall. And it certainly isn't going to come when you depend on your own strength. Because that isn't enough. Please make this the morning please make this the moment that you realize your need of God that you realize that you have a desperate need for a savior one whose strength is enough one whose strength was enough to overcome death and sin because it is the Lord God Almighty alone who can provide the strength which allows us to be content in all circumstances no matter what we face Otherwise, we're going to be bound to those circumstances. And our contentment is going to be up and down. It's going to, be, it's going to exist. It's going to not exist. And we'll always be looking for that little bit more for our contentment. Folks, this morning I want us all to, to keep in mind that question 
which has been our focus today. How can I be content when life is hard? And I ask that question because it is when life is hard is probably whenever we find it the most difficult to be content. But this applies for every circumstance in your life, whether high or low. How can we be content? Well, the Apostle Paul tells us that we can do it through him who gives us strength. We can be content when we understand and accept that in our current circumstances, no matter what they may be, God will supply us with his strength to endure it. Amen.